0: All right, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. We've got a very special guest, very special guest for, for you guys today. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. Go ahead, kick us off, and uh, tell us how you got started and your background.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, Hey, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Afton Masaraga, uh, born and raised in Toronto, Canada, and how did I even get into it? I was 12 years old uh, wanted allowance because me, my homies went to the mall and this is kind of like a, become the regular story. So, yeah. uh, I would go to the mall with my friends. I had enough money to basically pay for the bus ride to get there and back. And I had no cash to get food. My friends are like getting like McDonald's subway. all this kind of good food. And I'm trying to, I'm like, Hey, can I get a bite? And I got tired of asking for like bites of food. Cause I couldn't afford any food. Right. And my parents aren't going to yeah. give me any more allowance. So what I end up doing is, uh, I turn to the only place that's going to be- Pay me any money for being twelve years old. I can't get a job, so I turn to the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The internet. I start showing people how to. I started making YouTube videos. I'm shooting mm-hmm. it with like this, like really just like crappy DSLR we had at home. I think my parents got it like with some like Visa points or something like that. So it's like it's not that great of a camera, but I'm making these YouTube videos on like how to hack your iPhone back in like iOS two, iOS three. This is like back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine um so i'm sure people how to hack their iphones and like with that it's like how to i don't know like get these thick themes on your phone and i'm uploading them to youtube i kind of quickly amass about like 10,000 subs and making a couple hundred bucks a month and i think i'm i think i'm hot shit because i'm in the eighth grade like when you're in the eighth grade you're making two three hundred bucks a month you think like oh i'm a millionaire yeah that's um, yeah. yeah exactly right so started off like that and then I, I get to high school and people start to see my ipod that i had with me going like oh how'd you like how'd you get all that going like that and I was like, "Oh, I can hack your iPod or your iPhone for you if you want." And somebody was just like, "Oh, what would that cost?" I I never realized I was like, "Oh, I can put cost on this." So,
0: yeah, <laughs> I started charging
1: uh, ten dollars a piece, and uh, a lot of people never didn't know it, but like I was that like, kid at the back of the classroom just like hacking iPods and iPhones, instead of paying attention in yeah. class. So I'm, I'm like a D student because I'm not paying any attention. I'm just hacking like of a of iPods and stuff. Of course, I make like five grand in about uh, three weeks, and my parents assume I'm a drug dealer and ground me. Which is totally <laughs> fair. It's totally fair, right? So uh, that happens with that. And then while I'm grounded, now I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I'm grounded. What I'm gonna do with my time is try to find more ways to make money on the internet. I can make oh, money on YouTube. And make money in high school because in high school I charge you ten bucks for your first uh, for your first hack, and then. If you update the software you gotta rehack it i'm like I, it's your second time on where i'll charge you seven bucks so um yeah. i have a steady stream of revenue coming in from like uh just hacking phones in high school um yeah. and a little bit of money coming in from youtube that i turned to other places i'm like okay hey, if i can make money on youtube maybe we can try facebook or myspace those were both really hard channels to grow and they were just kind of like dying so i was like okay let's yeah. let's see what else is out there twitter had come out so i started growing these like themed twitter pages and this is kind of really where i guess like my marketing career actually started so Uh, I started a page called Shakespeare Lyrics where I would take, I used to write poetry and I I still love poetry today. So I would take uh, modern day music and write it in Shakespearean lyrics. So if you just Google Shakespeare Lyrics or archaic lyrics, like there's people made a million copies of it, but it would get like five, 10,000 retweets like every time I posted. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I started growing these these random accounts and people were uh, reaching out because they wanted to like either buy them or work with them. Um, and everybody that I got to work with, I was like, okay, cool, this, this sounds like pretty interesting. I could probably make some pretty good money on this and learn some stuff. So I kind of started to see people who buy a post like 10 times for their brand or just once. Yeah. In my head, I already got a good idea of like, this is copy that works, this is creative that works. And I had no, I was in the 10th grade. I had no idea. I was learning creative and copy doing this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So at some point, like brands would bring me a post and I'd say, "Hey, you should reformat it, kind of like this." Again, nobody had any idea. I was like fifteen years old at this time. Yeah, um, they yeah. all just assumed some it. dude. Yeah, they all just assume some dude who runs an agency. I had a picture of a wolf as my <laughs> Skype icon. They'd be like, "Let's hop on Skype and discuss the campaign." And I was like, "I'd hop on I'd be like typing because, like, I had like squeaky ass voice and everything." Um, yeah. So then, as kind of time went on, I started to teach myself like Photoshop and video editing. I kind of had basics of it through um, through YouTube when I first started that. So I just kind of like mastered those things through through more YouTube videos, I was learning how to do it, uh, proper. So people would bring me stuff and they say like, Hey, I'd say like, Hey, you should reformat it kind of like this it will probably perform better if you reformat it. And they would, uh, essentially be like, Hey, give us like a week. Let's go talk to the graphics team. We'll come back to you with uh, the stuff. And yeah. I was just like, that's a waste of time. Like I'm just gonna learn this and I would make those edits for them. So it got to mm-hmm. a point where they were like, Hey, you know what, you know what you're doing? Um, do you want uh, to build our campaigns and run the campaigns? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So. By yeah. the end of like high school, I had about like 10 million followers across all these like different Twitter pages with different themes. If somebody it. wanted like, somebody called me with EDM music and I'd be like, Hey, you know what, Give me like three weeks, let me build you a page, I'd build a page like quickly to like two, 300,000 followers all about EDM yeah. and then build something like niche for them. Right. So I'm just, I could charge them more, I could drive a lot more traffic faster. So I started building all that out. Went to university. Uh, when I got to university, I realized I couldn't do it all on my own. It was just too much time to commute. I was yep. doing bachelor science because I wanted to go to dental school. Um, and go to all of my labs and classes, try to manage that all at the same time. So I ended up hiring uh, one of my really good friends from uh, from high school. Uh, I have a twin mm. sister. I told her, quit her job at for Forever 21. I'm like, just work from your phone, you'll make more money and you'll have more time to study and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I hired one of my really good friends that I had met in uh, my chemistry lab at the university. So... I uh, continue to run the business all through uh, university. While I was going to university, people uh, were starting to say like, Hey, like you do this for us. Can you also run our like Facebook ads? Can you do our email marketing? Can you do our like website for us? And I was like, I don't know how to do any of this shit, but I'm, I'm, I'm down <laughs> to learn and like put in the work. So yeah. I got lucky yeah. that all my classes in university were recorded. So I would go to class and like, I'd kind of half pay attention to kind of taking the info. Yeah. I'm not taking any notes because it's recorded. And then I'm like learning paid ads and all this kind of other stuff on the side. Right. So as kind of time had gone on, by the time I graduate university, we have, we're making enough money. We have, we have like a good enough business that I can just kind of like focus on this. And I remember after we graduated, uh, my entire dad's side lives in Sweden. So my, my family, we all go to Sweden and we grab my cousins and stuff there. We all go to Italy to, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like a graduation trip. I'll never forget. We were sitting at like dinner and me and my family, we're all like drinking. It's like me, and my cousins, my uncles and aunts and stuff in Italy. And my uncle turns to me and he's, he's like, what are you going to do now? Like after you've done your, uh, you done your undergrad and my sister's, uh, saying how she wants to go into, now she has her PhD in psychology. And I kind of mm-hmm. was like, I, I'm like half drunk. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep running my business. Like I'm done with school. and like all this kind of stuff. Looked like someone just yeah. shot my mom's child in front of her. Um, <laughs> cause she was like, oh, I want him to become a doctor type thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: and then we just kept, we just kept running the business and like. Uh, after university, like you just kept growing. Uh, we're 100% referral based. Like, if you go to our website, there's literally nothing there but like a this is the sound of what we're going to get you. If you hit play on that button, it's got the Shopify chitching sound on it.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you can just hit contact,
1: yeah, hey, contact us. That's literally everything on the website. But everything we've ever done has just been referral based. We've like, we just, we just do good work I'd say, and yeah, we don't yeah. take on any clients. We don't think we can do a good job of everything's month to month. And like, I'm sure you know, is the bulk of the econ work goes in the first yeah. three, four months, trying to figure it out. So I'm yeah. not gonna bother taking on somebody. I don't think I can do a good job of, and I can't hold well, long term. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how we got like started into it all, like start off on YouTube then got to yeah. high school, started doing Twitter stuff and then started learning all the key things we needed. And now, uh, uh, we started offering all those services to the clients cause they're so happy with it all. So, and yeah. we, I came in, I came up through the world of influencer marketing by accident
0: and learned all that kind yep. of stuff. Yeah, kind of so i I usually don't get this deep this fast, <laughs> but but I, I I think the audience will appreciate it. Okay, yeah, yeah let's do it. Because, because um, timing is extremely important, For right? Sure. Timing is extremely important. You had great timing. Mm-hmm. You had great timing. While everyone's still trying to figure out how to walk, <laughs> you were running already, right? You had you had great timing. Yeah, Yeah. For the people that are listening today, mm-hmm. if they were trying to do the same approach, because now it's more saturated, now there's more competition. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that approach that you executed before would that work now? Or if not, yeah. what would you have done now for the kid that, that was your age? Ooh, that's a great question.
1: um Do I think it would work now? I think anybody can can do anything with the internet. Like I, I mentor some people. I mentor some people on the side. Like I try to do like a decent amount of like. I'm really big on karma, so I try to help people out as much as I possibly can. I yep. usually mentor two people at a time. So yeah, the two people good. I'm mentoring right now um, and kind of like working almost for free with just kind of help them out to do what they're doing. Uh, one really talented artist, uh, his name is uh, Philippe, his his, uh, his handle on IG is called Schizo Draws. He mm-hmm. was making maybe like two or $3,000 a month, realistically, after yeah. his after his costs, maybe making like $1,000 a month. It's not enough to live off of his art, right? Yeah. Um, and I kind of taught him the basics of things. I'm like, this is how you can really get started with things. And him just applying the absolute basics, like not going like in depth e com where he's got a whole team and agency working on all this kind of stuff. He's making like a safe ten 000 to twelve thousand dollars a month now, um, in, in overhead revenue. So that now he can just work off of his art, like anybody can, can, can theoretically do it. I think if you know the basics of Facebook ads and then some retention marketing, which is yeah. if you can learn email and uh, SMS, which. To be honest yeah. with you it's it is work to learn i taught this kid over the course of like a couple of months a couple of yeah. different sessions and now he's making yeah. enough to kind of like do what he's doing i'd say if anyone's getting into this now and you want to get into this now um if you have a skill set like all you really need to understand is facebook and email it's a lot more intimidating at first but after you've kind of like learned it and like if anybody wants free advice on it happy to give them free guidance on it um, and tell them which way they can go to learn these things. Anybody can learn this stuff in like a month or two and get the basics going enough that they can start their own stuff. If you want to take the route that I took, I don't think yeah. it's as, as doable. I think it was a very right time, right place. This was before influencers yeah. were even really a thing. Like I, we, we yeah. kind of invented being yeah. an influencer through meme pages and then got into yeah. what people started doing. Like I. I remember just like getting to yeah. I remember just getting to Instagram like no nobody was was oh cool that guy takes nice photos and he was just grows following to a million super quick. Now it's
0: it's a lot harder. That's correct. I, I'm going to yeah. tell you the timing because you know the that was interesting is that I had an Instagram mm-hmm. account before had a lot of followers and I was yeah. like oh okay I don't need it I deleted it. If I would have known <laughs> if I would have known that it was going to transform yeah. into this I would have kept that account. Because I think the growth pre a certain year versus now, mm-hmm. I think I think it's a bit different. It's 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 a bit different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that was great timing. Great I, I'd timing. say
1: even with that, with growth, it's kind of like every time a new platform comes out, every one of my clients is like, hey, what do you think of this? Should we be doing this? Yes. like obviously like on twitter at the time it was so easy to grow and then instagram was the a yeah. thing over the hill that's like okay we got to grow that and that was like super easy to sprout up through now now instagram's like a hard place to grow on and like everyone's on TikTok, yeah. right because tiktok's easy to gain TikTok. followers on tiktok yeah. will hit its no. peak too people will follow You'll as know. much as they're going to follow yeah and then it's like what's over the hill next so i'm always kind of like what is over that hill next and like a lot of people think it's like nfts for e-com and i agree with that i agree there's a lot you can do with it mm-hmm. but True. there's a lot of people doing it and Doing it wrong, and I'm kind of studying what they're doing wrong because like I, I do a lot of like crypto consulting on it too, but um, yeah, cool. I think I, th- I think the, the thing over the hill is really like a brand I love working with, and like shout out to Tapcart, T A P C A R T. I don't own a single thing from them, but um, yeah. that's I, I work with a lot of uh, brands to like get them onto Tapcart because Tapcart essentially helps you turn your uh, Shopify store into an app, which is really really awesome because you get that mm-hmm. third layer of community communication that you can build up with uh, push notifications. And it doesn't cost anything like SMS does, and those other things. Um, so I try to get a lot of people on there. Like if you download Fashion Nova's app, it's built on that platform.
0: Yeah, I've uh, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dude. It's they're yeah. they're
1: great. They're great. And but,
0: then, yeah. okay, so um, what what would be some challenges that you've noticed for even the people that you're teaching now? Mm-hmm. What, what what was some hard challenges that, that they hit first? Um, that might be helpful for someone else to know. Yeah. I
1: mean, the world of e-com grows and changes so fast. Like a couple of different like tips and tricks that people need to do is one, arguably a lot of people don't use Twitter. A lot of people just on like IG and TikTok, I'd say get mm-hmm. on Twitter, follow yep. a couple of thought leaders in the space. Um, I wouldn't say I tweeted enough to be even a thought leader on it, but a lot of people follow me for, for those thoughts and they'll DM me on yeah. it. But there's a lot of people you can follow in that sense that you you'll get all the updates you really need. Like all the updates that are happening with privacy laws, it's going to make things harder and harder, but you got to get more strategic. And a lot of us are posting things about how you can get strategic on that. So if you are looking to get started, I'd say definitely like take a look at that. Uh, Another awesome tool, I'd say Clavio. Clavio is amazing for email marketing. They have an academy, just academy.clavio.com. Get a ton of your information over there. making sure you're up to date with all these things is definitely gonna be the most key aspect of them. Because iOS 14.5 is this huge challenge that came in that blocked a lot of Facebook's pixel data and all that kind of good stuff that makes it hard to retarget. Um, yeah. But you can find ways around it by pushing like email lists over and all this extra data over to, to really take advantage of those things. So those are areas that definitely make it a lot harder to get into now and like things you should know if you're planning to get into anything, digital related or e-commerce yeah. related. But um, at the end of the day, I still I'm still, I still believe anybody can do it. Anybody can get into it, and yeah. learn these things, and, and create something that's uh, strategic enough to to get past it. But then, you don't even need to like do your. You don't even need to be as creative as you think you need to be. Like a lot of brands think, like, oh, I need to pay thousands of dollars to create this crazy marketing strategy and work with all these professionals to do it. Realistically, yeah. if you have a couple brands you look up to and aspire to, and you think that they're doing a great job of it, like, let's take one of my new clients, they sell speakers that you attach to your speedboat. Um, mm-hmm. what I told them, they were like, Oh, we need to come. up with Great plan." Yeah. Right. Great idea. Yeah. yeah right. Idea. They, they make pretty good money every single month. And they're like, we, we need to come up with content. And I'm like, okay, tell me your, like your four favorite, like speaker brands. And the number one, one yeah. they said was Bose. And I'm like, okay, let's go look at, let's go to Facebook page transparency. Let's go with Bose's like running on yeah. their ads. Anybody can go look at the ads. A lot of people just don't realize yeah. that you can actually see anyone's ads. You can just go to anyone's Facebook page, like Bose's Facebook page, scroll down, hit page transparency. See every single advertisement they're running. If they're running any ad for over two months, it's probably working. It's probably making them money. Take that ad, remodel it for yourself. So, like, always have these like uh, brands that you're following and pulling like data from. Um, That's why it's so easy, like, this day and age to like do all of these things.
0: Transparency.
1: Exactly. I think if, if you know of these like four or five tools that exist, anybody can launch a brand and make it successful. I always tell people, too, I'm like, don't quit your day job. I have a lot of people from high school reach out to me and they're like, hey, I hate my job, I have a hundred grand saved up, I wanna quit, I wanna do this. And I'm like, okay, okay, don't quit just yet. Like, use that money, fund your fund your dream, work on that at, like, at night, after, and on the weekends. And so yeah. let's build it up to where it could be, and then once you're stable enough, you're ready to quit. Some people are like, I got a yeah. hundred grand, I'm gonna quit my job, I'm gonna put a hundred grand into this, and- The
0: hundred grand will move stuff, fast. Boom. It's exactly. going go
1: fast. So, oh yeah, yeah dude, I've, I've usually burned probably like three to $400,000 in the last like decade yeah. of doing this. It's gonna, it's gonna move, yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and so what's um okay so i'm, I'm gonna make a segue here because you yeah. mentioned it earlier um and i saw shopify has been aggressively getting into the whole crypto and and mm-hmm. uh nft space i'm not sure how familiar you are with with that whole plan they have for shopify plus members yeah. what are your thoughts about that combination between e-commerce and the nft projects
1: yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a really interesting area to be in i've been consulting for a lot of people who are doing NFT stuff. Like I like really really deep into the space pretty early, just through like naturally. A lot of my friends are in that space, and like uh, I'm pretty good friends with a ton of them. And they kind of asked me for like, hey, how can we tie in some other aspects? Because it's so it's so young. People are just kind of like, oh, let's yeah. just slap a bunch of art together, and try to sell it, and see what we can do with it. And I'm like, you need you need more strategy behind it. And a lot of my clients even now are asking like, how can we build NFTs into our stuff? And I'm like, I'm like, you need to be patient. You need to, I'm like, you only get one shot at this. You, you lost NFT if you don't do it right. You're you've burned yourself from your audience. You can't just relaunch another NFT project and like it. everything yeah. like, oh, I lost 400 bucks the first time, why would I get out on this again?
0: Yeah. So
1: you wanna make sure you're doing it right. Um, the way I see it is anybody who offers a subscription product, you can very easily turn that into an NFT, right? You can mm. say, we're only gonna have 10,000 at a time for the specific club to, we're gonna sell the first 10,000. And once that's sold out, you can, you can grab another one. Anybody who does own maybe even a clothing brand, if you're not offering subscription, uh a lot of uh brands are slowly starting to get into the aspect of let's offer a yearly subscription the way Amazon does and yep. with a yearly subscription you'll always get 15 or 20% off every single order you place right so you can very easily turn that into an nft within itself mm-hmm. um it really depends on what exactly you're doing i'd say it's yeah, get really specific with it let's say you own a mental health apparel brand what i would do is i'd launch something kind of like the doodles they did a great job the pastel fits perfectly with mental health awareness um and, yep. and in these calming colors right You could very easily take that, turn it into an NFT and say like, hey, if you have this membership, you're going to do a discount on our products as well as like with the trade volume, let's say 7.5% of it gets accumulated to the brand itself. You can say half that's going to go to, to mental health charities. So if your brand is affiliated with certain things or passionate about certain things, you can launch that project and have that project just be related to to hooking up your your audience base with those things build out the discord so that anything that's relevant to it this is why what i kind of like learned from um e-comm as a whole and coming from the world of like memes and content is that you it's it's hard for a brand to exist solely on this is the product i'd rather work with i'd rather work with a brand that has like a media outlet attached to it in some type of way and if they don't we try to, mm. kind of make to do that so like let's say you sell hammers right are you going to buy yeah. it from the company that just sells one hammer and that's all you really get from or you're going to buy it from the company that is selling the hammer they're posting diys about it all the time saying this is how you can use our product to build all these cool things you're going to want to follow yeah. that one that you get free access to all these yeah. free updates right the so, community
0: exactly community.
1: and and that's exactly what nfts are right so trying to leverage how can we build the community if you already have a community how can you leverage the community into the nft itself that's how you're going to
0: win um so so, so really and and i'm glad you mentioned that so really mm-hmm. What what you're saying here is that a lot of times we want to go sell the product or go sell Mm -hmm. the NFT or sell the project. Really, we should be building a community because I'm realizing those are the projects that really move, the ones that have communities attached to them. Yeah, they're selling a product, Mm -hmm. but the community piece seems to be the heart and soul of of this process. Mm. If you think about any
1: any business now, it's like, why were they so successful with Facebook and IG? It's because so few people were in on there. The cost per acquisition was so low and like, Naturally, as that gets more and more expensive and harder and harder, where are you making your money? You're making your money on the retention side with email, SMS. What is that at the end of the day? That's a community, right? It's not a community that can interact with each other, but it's those areas that you build those communities that exist. So that's why I'm so big on like growing email and then, cool, you're good on that. Let's grow your SMS. Cool. You're good on that. Let's get into like tap art. That's another area of community that you can put different things into. Like one of the brands we're working with, um, you can build like the entire app different from your website, right? So it's all your core users. We had an area with yeah. like Spotify Playlist, that kind of stuff. Um, this is another brand we work with that's all about selling at-home gym equipment. They make like half a million dollars a month, and they're like, "What are we going to be doing yeah. next?" So I'm like, "You got to be, uh, you got to be building playlists. You got to be building community. You got to be building like live streams. Like, there's so many reasons for
0: people to come back.
1: Exactly, because that's where
0: you're going to make all your money.
1: Is the retention. Like, why would I go spend a hundred dollars trying to bring in this new this new customer? Obviously, you should do that to get your new customers in." But if you can nurture the ones you have and have them love the brand and keep coming back, that's your cheapest yeah. cost per acquisition. That's why email SMS on all those platforms. It's like 100, 200x ROAS if you're doing it
0: right, right, compared to yeah. you know, Facebook ads and other things. So communities it's have always they, been everything. Yeah, it is. And the, and the interesting thing is, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge music guy, right? I listen to yeah. all different kinds of genres of music, right? And what I'm noticing is that, and really it's in a form of entertainment people mm-hmm. in 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 companies within entertainment they've been kind of doing this they've been doing this for years your favorite music artist yeah. he's been nurturing a community <laughs> he's been they, and now we have standard companies are now realizing they need to do the same thing in this current mm-hmm. time right i can often see parallels between your favorite music artist and what they're doing when mm-hmm. they within, between their album release and things of that nature yeah, yeah and a lot of times it's no different than that hammer company and what they're mm-hmm. trying to do except they <laughs> They're pushing it to you a bit differently. I like that those strategies now are able to be interchanged. You're able to find inspiration now between any of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, let's throw out two companies right now. Let's throw out like Lululemon. Uh, what Was Lululemon do to keep their their like marketing engaged? They're hosting these events all over like the city, all over, like they're originally from Vancouver. They're all over Toronto. They're,
0: they're all they're on tour like your favorite artists. Exactly, exactly. They go to yep.
1: play. So like we're doing this crazy event. Everybody come through. Everyone's wearing Lululemon. They're all doing this mat. They got like four hundred people in a park doing yoga. Right. Missouri yeah. does the same thing. They're like this big jewelry brand, and like they'll have people come in. They they do yoga, but what does it have to do with with jewelry? Nothing. brings your community together all these people talking about how much they love the product and they're all like oh wow i found i found my people in this brand i'm gonna keep shopping from this brand so literally exactly what you're saying with music artists like everyone's kind of coming together and doing this cool thing so you don't even have to bring those people together as long as you're providing them with content and something that's going on um that's one way about doing it but if you can have them communicate in a positive light with each other the way those those brands are doing it 100 nike does their runs and now nike even has sub communities right of all the sneaker like i'm a I'm a huge sneakerhead. I don't know if you can see it or if it's cut out. But we uh, have yeah, cut yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, you got know, the Air Mag canvas. Like, there's, there's sub-communities of these people who are sneakerheads. They're not necessarily, like, Nike didn't make those sub-communities. They just came to exist. So yeah. um, definitely if you can make communities around all of these things. Like, there's a uh, – I'm forgetting the name of the brand. It's kind of like Squishmallows but not Squishmallows where it, it's, like, they, they give you a product and it comes with a little book that teaches, like, uh, a, a character trait to a kid, like like empathy mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. They created a Facebook group where all the parents are there. Every time they drop a the product, all these parents fly at it, and the parents talk to each other <laughs> about how they can raise their kids better. So it's like yeah. that's how they built their sub community, right? So if you can build those things, like you're going to have people. It's it's like building a billboard that just perpetually exists in this person's face that they come back to for for that reason.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, all right. So I'm, I'm going uh, to go go into this one. So mm-hmm. if there is some, what, what's something that um, for someone that's getting started today uh first in the e-commerce space Mm -hmm. and then on the other side if they are looking to launch uh nft project because we know that's a that's a large thing right now (laughs) what would be uh what would be the tip you would give each one of those people
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um if you're getting into uh e-com i mean here we're gonna add like a third sector do you want to start your own do you want to start freelancing do you want to be your own agency and that kind of stuff too so if you're getting into e-com um Ecom, think about your overhead. Always look into that. Cause like any ecom projects, gonna, it's probably gonna cost you 10, 20 grand. To start to so really put some stuff together and make it actually yep. half decent. Um, you're always gonna wanna have a minimum margin of like 50% so that you can do some sales and get people in on it. It's okay to, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't wanna discount my product. Like I, I wanna be like the apple of the space and never go on discount. I'm like, it's okay to discount your product and start. Get some people in, give them 25% off get them to love your brand and dial it back once you have, once you have your retention going and those people are coming back over and over again and everything. Right. So say so don't be afraid to discount the brand unless you're so sure and you have all this money to, to really burn on your initial investment to get those users in because it is getting harder and harder to, to break even. Like my initial goal with every client when they're launching a store was, can I at least have you be break even between my fees, your advertising fees, your product fees, and all that kind of stuff so you can scale out and then you can make money for yourself. So it's, it's getting yeah. harder and harder to do that. So it's, it's okay to discount, it's okay to, to try different things and model different things. Brand doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat, you can you can improve it um, as yeah. it go, goes like style-wise and everything. Don't drop 50 grand for something you don't even have proof of concept of. And like, ah, yeah. throw that out the windows, try something new, It goes 50 Gs. If you're getting into the agency world, what I tell a lot of people and like, when I teach at the university a lot, because like, they don't teach digital marketing properly at the university, that's why like I go no, with I so don't. frequently. They don't teach yeah. it properly anywhere. So I, I tell every student, I'm like, I give everybody a free half an hour with me to um, sit down with me, ask me any question they want about how they can get in the space, right? And freelancing and, like, starting your own business becoming such an extra big... As, of, like, worldly, it's more and more expensive, right? Everyone's taking on these, like, extra little free jobs. I know people who freelance digital marketing, and they they have like three or four clients are making like 10 grand a month, right? It's yeah. once you get good at it, it's very easy to continue to grow it, but to get into it is the hard part, getting the clients is the hard part, right? Yeah. So I mean, like we we have all this, we have all this like all these case studies, we have amazing referrals, we have venture capitals refer us to these clients, that's how we get all our clients and it's it's awesome. But like for anyone who's getting into the space, it's hard. So these students that are at the university, I'm like, go here, learn these basics. I'm like, you still aren't, I wouldn't say good enough to, to, to have somebody pay you four or five grand a month to run these skills. So what I tell them to do is if you're having a hard time getting a client, reach out to somebody, say you'll do the work for free for two months. Like all you gotta do is front the bill on the ad, say that you'll do all the work for them, you work as hard as you possibly can. And once you've done good work and you say, like, hey, I've been doing amazing work for you for two months, can I charge you 500 bucks a month? You have your first client. You've already proven your value to them, you're gonna get them in on that. Mm, um, true. You slowly build that out as like once they're doing five K a month, 10K a month, you can be like, Hey, I wanna up my retainer and continue to work with you. Now you have that, you have that bond with them that's like not just like, Hey, I'm here to take your money you are actually there to prove that you're like, Hey, I loved your brand. Yeah. I wanted to work with your brand initially. So it's okay to take on clients for free and grow them out. Realistically, like, let's say you go find five, six clients. to do work for free for two months on top of your regular job. Three of them, three of them are doing exceptionally well. And they can now afford to pay you two, three grand a month. Now you make ten yep. take a month from this through like for like, what, five, six months of work that you did for them yeah. in total. Yeah. Um, so it's okay to do, to do free work. And then once they're built out, you can build a referral system where they're gonna be like, you can be like, Hey, for every client you bring me, I'll pay, I'll take a thousand dollars off your bill. Who yeah. doesn't want $1,000 off their bill? They're going to talk to their other like, yeah. friend down the street or like that Evans and e-comps or maybe they're part of the communities that they can bring to you. And then you suddenly have a growing business. So that's uh, my tip for agency mm-hmm. stuff. And NFT, NFT stuff is a little like it's a little more unique because there's not, I guess, like a standard process to really go through. There's so many different things. Yeah. NFTs like now, like if you asked me six months ago, I would say, hey, make a cool PFP project that has like really wicked art. And that's all you need. Six months later, now you need good utility. You need a good roadmap. You need yeah. a good... What are we doing a year from now? What are we doing two years from now? What are we doing if we get this much funding versus that much funding to keep it going? Because like some people drop NFT projects, they only sell, I don't know, like 5, 10K out of it and their goal was to do a mill, And they're like, we had a roadmap for a mill, but we don't have a roadmap for 10K. So you want to make a roadmap for everything because just because you launch, you don't make a ton of money doesn't mean the project failed. It just means you have a lot more work to do. What can we do with that 10K we raised and how can we keep the community hyper-engaged and turn them into future sellers, right? Um, So a lot of people don't think on... A lot of people are very optimistic it's not wrong to be optimistic but you should also think worst case scenario we sold two thousand dollars do we want to refund everybody so we don't look bad as people ourselves um yeah. or do we want to try to take those maybe 100 people that bought try to create a super community of 100 people and see what we can do with them um that yeah. we can grow it further out so NFT projects i'd say you you got to plan for both ways like have have a plan A through like D, depending on how much you end up raising, whether yeah, it's zero yeah. through the full million. So those would be like my tips for all of those three things could really aid to any of those worlds.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. And so uh, before we depart, mm-hmm. is there anything you would like the audience to know uh, about yourself and your company? This, this, this is your time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just plug anything. Um yeah, from a marketing standpoint, if anybody needs marketing, we work with ban- brands that do zero upwards of uh, our largest clients doing about three million dollars a month. So we work with everybody. Um, anybody who can't afford our services, we offer consulting for them. So if anybody wants, we do a sli- I do a sliding scale of a hundred to five hundred bucks. Because I remember when I was a kid, I reached out to somebody. I said, "Hey, does anybody have a consultant they can offer me? They want to charge me five hundred bucks. I couldn't afford it, so I try yeah. to be that person for everybody. I give everybody a free hour at the start, um, yeah. and then past that." whatever you can afford between the 100 to 500 an hour um yeah. anything else we got going on we're gonna launch some cool projects pretty soon i can't really talk about them yet but we're gonna launch them pretty yeah. soon but yeah if anybody just like i guess needs help or just like wants to get into the space at all by all means like feel free to to reach out to uh to my ig or to my uh to my twitter just shoot me a all dm i right, so... respond to everybody as fast a, as fast as possible can
0: all right yeah, sounds yeah. good all right cool. I appreciate this a lot. I'll make sure we post all of those links uh, yeah. in the description. And uh, it sounds good. Thanks awesome. for joining. I appreciate you having me.